Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1.34 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We are live at Rogers Place, Edmonton and the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Just had Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector join us in studio up here on the 8th floor of the building. Uh, for the last hour, Mark's appearance is every Tuesday for Horse Racing Alberta. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a location uh, of their list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. It's old school big boy pizza. Royal Pizza. All right, to the orders now. Headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Some guys buy sweaters from Harvard. Other guys earn sweaters and letters from Harvard. Uh, he spent four years there as a goaltender, a former Philadelphia Flyers draft choice, longtime Carolina Hurricanes analyst, one of the best in the business. We welcome back to the show, Trip Tracy. Hello, Trip. How are you? Bob, what's shaking? It was great to see you this morning. I know that uh, your partner Jack Michaels is, you know, going through his rigorous pregame routine of getting his vocal cords ready. I, I wish we saw you more, my great friend. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun stuff. Now, Speck was just uh, relaying a story about your contract <laughs> negotiations with the Philadelphia Flyers organization. So could you uh, could you perhaps extrapolate that on us and give us uh, your, uh, I mean, it was actually involving you, so I thought we'd want to hear it right from the proverbial horse's mouth. <laughs> the actual contract negotiations or lack thereof? Well, I was roomed with, uh, played with at Harvard, um, Jason Carmanis. Uh, we played junior Junior eight tier two hockey together, and then at Harvard, and and now he's he's doing a great job as yeah for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But um, you know, being a Philadelphia draft pick, but in the wee wee hours of that draft, um, you know, if you look back right after me, Philadelphia, I think would have been better to choose God rest his soul, Pavel Dimitra, Mike Greer, and a former Oilers. They both went right after me. But I after my college career ended, Bob. Uh, Rick Curran was my agent, and and I had just been introduced to him, you know, via Jason's dad, Pete Carmanis, our longtime owner. Uh, and so our first conversation, he really made me feel good about myself because Bobby Clark was the GM of the Flyers at the time, and he said, you know, I'm going to call Clarkie, and, you know, we'll get some numbers ironed out of it. So I'm in my dorm room with Jason Carmanis, and I'm thinking, wow. This is pretty good. My college career didn't exactly end beautifully. It looks like I'm getting a contract. 
And Rick Curran called me back a couple days later, and he said, I talked to Clarkie. And he said, tell the kid he's got a good college degree and to get on with his life. Maybe he could rekindle some interest in me. He didn't even call it the East Coast League. He called it the Sunshine League, which must be below the coast. And I didn't even get invited to camp. So <laughs> that initial conversation with Rick Curran went south in a hurry, Bob. Well, uh, Rick Kern represents uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Zach Cassian. Hopefully those conversations go better. And I believe the Sunshine <laughs> League is uh, one one league uh, above the Jules Verne League, which is 20,000 <laughs> leagues under the NHL, as you know. So uh, that would be the league that I, if I had been able to uh, overcome my lack of speed, talent, agility, toughness, character, discipline, I might have been able to progress <laughs> to that league as well. Uh this is uh, this is an interesting. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Trip. There's times the owners have played Carolina, and I've been like, oh, I'm a little nervous here because this is sort of a a, a subtle team, right? Well, that subtly went away a bit under the ownership of Todd Dundon, Tom Dundon, uh, the extended playoff run last year. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting the sense that everybody knows that Carolina's got. A quick, fast team with really good defense. And I don't know if they sneak up. And the other thing is the Oilers' are, ears are perked up too because they didn't exactly, uh, you know, they haven't been playing very well of late here. They made some changes to some lines. But have you noticed teams maybe approaching the cur- the Hurricanes differently than in past years? Yeah, and, and that's really exciting um, that, that the Hurricanes aren't going to catch anybody by surprise. Um, and, you know, we look at all the years, you and me being the friends that we are, um, you know, it, it was a cool matchup, Carolina and Edmonton, the first couple of years, you know, obviously after that seven-game Stanley Cup final in 2006. Um, but then, yeah, it was, you know, the, the Hurricanes are going to be on Hockey Night in Canada a couple of times this year in Canada. That hasn't happened for eons. Um, and they're typically going to get a dialed-in, focused effort uh based upon what they accomplished last year and the style of game that they play, uh, what they have in their blue line. Um, and, and to me, that's the that's the centerpiece of tonight uh, because I wish we saw the Oilers with, with as entertaining as they are and obviously their star-studded uh, headliners up front. Bob, the Hurricanes have done a really good job historically in the – the brief encounters against Connor McDavid and, yep. and Leon Dreisaitl. And even on the road where you don't have last change, that you, you, you can feature one pairing with Jacob Slavin against McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then if you can't get that matchup, you, you probably have Brett Pesci on the ice. Um, well aware of the fact uh, that, that, that the Oilers probably, you know, it, it were on the receiving end of some strong commentary from Dave Tippett after uh, maybe too fancy of an effort from the big boys uh, against Buffalo. So this is going to be a heck of a test. Um, the Hurricanes, having traveled across the country or the continent yesterday, can good defense shut down uh, the two leading scorers in hockey? I mean, gosh, that's that's really intriguing tonight. Well, you know what's interesting to me, Tripp, and I know we've spoken about this in past, especially in relation to a couple Western League demon and Hayden Fleury and Jake Bean. Just You mentioned Pesci and Slavin. And the Oilers have Ethan Bear, who seemingly has come a bit out of nowhere. And, I, I, and I'm not saying that Ethan skates like Slavin. Uh, Pesci's a terrific plus-minus guy, but he is, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, just, it's just interesting that, that those two guys sort of, I don't want to use, did they come out of nowhere? They were kind of, you know what I mean? They weren't 
the primary uh, focus. And to me, they've been game changers for, for Carolina over the last couple of years. They've been the guys that have helped accelerate this process moving forward on the back end. They have the, they're the they epitomize the modern day National Hockey League on defense, Bob, because both guys can skate um, in different ways. Because initially, uh, it was Pesci that made the jump from the American Hockey League first, really because the year that, that both he and Jacob eventually did, James Wisniewski was on the Hurricanes' blue line, and he was a righty and got injured really in his first shift in a game uh, in Nashville to start the season. So you wanted guys on their natural side. So that's really why Pesci got the initial chance, and then Slavin did. Pesci really gallops up the ice, um, and Slavin is so smart. His skating is underrated, but he's so smart. When you think fast, you are fast. And, and then shortly thereafter, you had Noah Hannafin drafted uh, fifth overall uh, in that 2015 draft, Bob. And he was the guy known for his skating ability at the time. He can't think like the other two guys can. Right. Um, but it, 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 they really, it, the Hurricanes turned everything around with the two guys in particular, Slavin and Pesci. Um, because teams will come in, I'm sure, to Edmonton and talk about trying to have the courage and the intestinal fortitude to take away time and space against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. These two guys actually can do it because of their skating ability, and historically they've been very effective. I think it's worth mentioning on top of that, Bob, uh, and it'll be a heck, obviously a heck of a test for him tonight, Dougie Hamilton has, on the whole this year, improved his competitive engagement, his shutdown capacity, playing with Jacob Slavin, not two or three notches, but probably four or five. That makes what he does offensively that much more of a significant contribution. Um, that's the biggest difference that you know since the Hurricanes saw the Oilers the last time. Slavin and Pesci continue to do what they've done based on the playoffs, they've become a lot more known throughout the game of hockey and instead of, to some degree, sliding under the radar. Dougie Hamilton has physically competed that much more this year. He's been reliable at both ends of the rink. Now, he's, he benefits from playing with Jacob Slavin, but that is really a relevant, relevant storyline for uh, fans throughout all of Alberta. Uh, you know, knowing that Dougie Hamilton uh, and what he did as a Calgary Flame, and can he continue to show his defensive growth uh, tonight? When I'm sure he'll see a lot of that big Edmonton line. Well, uh, Slavin with Hamilton, Joel Edmondson looks like he's kind of really settled in fairly quickly with Pesci as well, and that's I mean the the, the Hurricanes' defense is outstanding. Uh, your next goalie. Uh, in Edmonton, you know, Koskinen is starting to surge a bit here on Smith, and his numbers are very good. Uh, just to confirm, are we getting Reimer or uh, Morazic tonight? It's going to be Reimer. Uh, historically, he has decent numbers uh, here in Edmonton. Yep. Um, you got to get both guys in. Bob, I, I, there's a good chance that I would have gone with Morazic just because I know he wouldn't admit it, but I'm sure Peter would look at that Koskinen contract and, he, he, he would relish that challenge. But James Reimer has given the Hurricanes five quality wins on the road. It'll be him tonight. Okay. Uh, is this goaltending tandem? I mean, we get the question every day in Edmonton. You know, is the tandem of Koskinen 
and Smith good enough, and so far so good. The Oilers are 18-10 and four. The the Hurricanes are 18-11 and one. Is this a serviceable uh, battery of net miners? Well, I should preface it by saying that I, from the get-go, um, am, have always been very bullish, uh, a big believer in Peter Morozik, um, because, and, and typically, as <laughs> you talked about my draft a quarter lack thereof, you know, I, I, I am still waiting for the growth spurt that never came. So you would think, Bob, that I would pull for the smaller goalie, and I believe yeah. in the smaller goalie. I, I love size. I love size. So for me to be as much of a believer as I have been, from day one in Peter Morozik um, is sort of against the grain of the way that I typically think, but I am for a variety of reasons. Athletically, instinctually, uh, his competitive nature, he, he is a battler. Uh, Ken Holland certainly knows that very, very well because he's the one uh, that drafted him and saw him win a, a Calder Cup championship in Grand Rapids in the American Hockey League. Um, Curtis McElhane, well, aside from Peter Morozik, Bob, the Hurricanes are going to get 24 wins from a goalie other than Peter to get back in the playoffs last year. The majority of those were Curtis McElhaney. He had a couple from Scott Darling, who we know was a major disappointment in Carolina, and one from Alex Nedeljkovic, who then went on to, to, to win a, a Calder Cup with Charlotte in the American Hockey League. So you need wins from both goalies. Um, I am a, an advocate that Peter can make that long, long walk from the driving range to the first tee in mentally and physically trying to become a number one because of the tools that I just mentioned. Curtis McElhaney, bottom line, the best thing that happened, or one of the best things that happened to Carolina last year was Scott Darling getting injured at the end of the preseason because for that reason the Hurricanes plucked Curtis McElhaney from Toronto on waivers. They don't get to the playoffs without Curtis. Um, And James Reimer, truthfully, he may not be as easy on the eyes, but he's come in and he's given him a chance to win on the road. All of his wins have been on the road. Um, and he has even gotten style points recently where he's looked impressive in what he's done. And that has struck me because, like I said, he's not necessarily easy on the eyes. Um, I'm a big believer in Peter Morozik. It's natural that, you know, I. The, the topic would come up in a morning skate in an Eastern-Western Conference game um, that, that maybe, you know, you've, you've, not that you don't watch Peter Morozik as much, but um, I love him more than anything because he is such a battler. He reads the game very, very well. Athleticism still matters for goaltenders. Um, and at the end of the day, Bob, one thing that hasn't changed is for players in front of a goalie, they've got to like the goalie. And when you like the goalie, um, you, you go the extra mile. And truthfully, that wasn't the case with Scott Darling. Peter Morozik, Curtis McElhaney last year, Peter Morozik, they love him. And they'll go the extra mile for him. Um, I used to say that you probably needed between, what, eight, ten wins from your backup to qualify for the playoffs. Now with the increased wor- uh, workload for yeah. your second goaltender, that probably ranges maybe even – a minimum of 11 or 12 wins, maybe as much as as 15 to get there. Uh, so Peter Morozik can can he seamlessly adjust to, to maybe playing 45, 50 games, maybe a max of 55 of quality goaltending, and then can Reimer do what Curtis McElhaney did last year? I believe it can be done. The one challenge is the Hurricanes, because they are such a, an improved team, they outshoot a lot of opponents. And the biggest challenge for a goaltender is when you're not busy and all of a sudden you're facing maybe not the quantity where you turn your brain off, but the quality chances 
and you have to have the mental toughness to make those stops at critical times in, in games. You almost have to have played goal to recognize just what a challenge that is. All right, two quick ones for you. Uh, give me 30 seconds on Svechnikov and Netches. We all know about Aho and how you know what a terrific player he's become, but Svechnikov's obviously taken a quantum leap forward this year, and how about the rookie Netches? What are you seeing with him? I'll start with the, the star-studded guy already. Svechnikov is, in every sense, uh, he may be a Russian-born player, but he's North American uh, in every sense. Uh, you know what I'd say? He's everything that I love about a really good Western Canadian hockey player. Um, he loves the he loves it when it's physical. Uh, he to be hockey. Uh, he has grown beyond significantly uh, defensively with his stick. He took a lot of penalties last year off the ice. The guys absolutely love him because of the reasons that I just mentioned in his personality. Um, he can be, and I, I think he will be, a generational player for Carolina. I could see him being a captain, quite honestly, one day in the future. Natchez, who played his first game in his uh, NHL career a couple of years ago um, in uh, Edmonton, he's been developed properly, the American Hockey League last year. Great skating ability. Um, a guy that has made the NHL as a winger for now, not a centerman. I'm sure Rod Brindamore would love to be, see him be a centerman down the road. So he returns to the lineup after a scary collision with the end board. Same end boards that if once upon a time Yoni Pitkin and the former Oiler went in and uh, really ended his career in Raleigh, and that created uh, the, the icing uh, uh, change that we now have today. Natchez can really skate. Great offensive instincts is becoming more reliable defensively in his rookie year. This is a good team Edmonton's facing tonight. Uh, hopefully we have a solid game. Trip as always, thank you for your time. Bob, looking forward to seeing you at the rink. And uh, you and uh, Jackson Michaels are my favorite. I just wish we saw you more often. All right. Well, we'll have to get another uh, Stanley Cup final. How's that sound? Oh, I, I obviously I'd take that and, and run for the hills in Banff where we'll be on Saturday night. Stay out of trouble there. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'll try. <laughs> All right, that's Thrift Tracy. It's 151 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, 154 in Edmonton. Hey, man, you got to check out Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. Go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Get a no-charge winter performance package of most cars, trucks, and SUVs. Brent Ridge is an eight-time Diamonds Award winner for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford, significant rebates on 2019 models, including F-150s. 
Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, they're out at BrentRidge.com, uh, and you can call them at one 877 To this day in Oilers history, for New West Travel, join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Call New West Travel or go online at NewWestTravel.com. Mr. Escott, what do you got for us? Back in 2010, Bob, Linus Omark makes his Oilers debut as Edmonton beats the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in a shootout to collect their fifth win in six games. Now, Omar, who was called up to replace an injured Alish Hemsky, did score in that shootout. He did a spinorama. Mm-hmm. I remember Jack doing the call, and the Tampa Bay players were all uh, all upset about the lack of respect in the game and all that kind of stuff. All right, uh, we will have the face-off show beginning at 5.30 p.m. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Edmonton Tough Challenge tonight, Carolina Hurricanes. Tomorrow, it'll be Brandon Escott hosting. I'll be on the bird with the Oilers. Uh, you can re- we'll have a recap of the game. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. John Shannon, our NHL insider. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen I. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.